Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I thank you, Lord, for Lord, this book. Lord, I thank you for prayer. Lord, I thank you for passages we can go to, Lord, and learn from them, Lord, and just get encouragement. And Father, I thank you for your Holy Spirit, Lord, and just, Lord, being with our hearts and our minds. And Lord, we need you today. Lord, we need you more than ever. Lord, our pastor needs you, Lord, and I pray you just do a mighty work in this building, Lord, and in his, his, where he's at in the hospital today, Lord. And Lord, I just humbly beg and ask for your blessing upon today. In Jesus' name, amen. Acts chapter 12 and verse number 1. We'll kind of read through this and I'll come back through and give a little title and we'll go back through it again. Hopefully by the end this thing will make sense. Acts chapter 12 and verse number 1 says, Now about that time Herod the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. And he killed James the brother of John with the sword. And because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to the four quaternions of soldiers to keep him, intending after Easter to bring him forth to the people. Peter therefore was kept in prison, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers, bound with two chains and And the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in the prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly. And his chains fell off from his hands. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind thy sandals, and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he saith him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wist not that it was true which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. And when they were past the third and the second ward, they came unto the iron gate and that leadeth unto the city, which opened the door to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street and forthwith the angel departed from him. And when Peter was come to himself, he said, Now I know of a surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation of the people of the Jews. And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken, named Rada. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told Peter how she stood before the gate. And they said unto her, Thou art mad, but she constantly affirmed that it was even so. Then said they, It is, it is his angel. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he, beckoning unto them with the hand to hold their peace, declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, Go show these things unto James and to the, to the brethren. And he departed and went into another place. Now as soon as it was day, there was no small stir among the soldiers that was what was become of Peter. And when Herod saw it, For him and found him not, he examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. And he went down from Judea to Caesarea and there abode. You know, it's a great story and it's a, I pray it'd be an encouragement to you as as the Lord's word often is to me. But I'd just like to pull something out of here of verse number 11. This little phrase here that says, all the expectation. All the expectation. 
And as we read through this again, you know, sometimes we expect stuff. Sometimes you don't expect stuff. I didn't expect that was going to happen. But I'd just like to preach a little bit on that, all the expectation. Verse number one, it says, Now about that time here, the king stretched forth his hand to vex certain of the church. You know, this was a time here when, you know, the churches was, the church was going through persecution and then, uh, you know, people, and we ain't seen it like this today. I mean, people are going through some stuff, amen, but it ain't getting vexed like it was here. I mean, this is the beginning of it and, I mean, that vex, the definition says, make someone annoyed, frustrated or worried with trivial matters. To cause distress, and he pressed on them, stretched forth his hand upon him. And it wasn't stretching forth his hand to help him. I mean, he's, I mean, you think of Samson and Delilah. Judges chapter 16, it says, And it came to pass when she pressed him daily with her words and urged him so that his soul was vexed unto death. Right. There's your definition of vexed. I mean, just horrible. Delilah and old Jezebel. But in verse number two, it says, and he killed James, the brother of John, with the sword. You know, he killed James with a sword. Pretty brutal. I mean, these guys, this, this whole church was distressed. They didn't know what to do. Like, what are we going to do? I mean, they were sad. They were disappointed, just to say the least. I mean, Stephen was, he was dead in chapter number seven. I mean, in chapter number six, he was just, hey, you're our new deacon. Hey, chapter number seven, you're dead. (laughs) What's going on? I don't get it, Lord. You know, chapter number 11, James is dead. I mean, it's just going, just going. They just voted him in. This was a guy who was full of the Holy Ghost. You wanted to be around this guy. And the Jews killed him. And Herod killed James. Verse number 3, it says, And and because he saw it pleased the Jews, he proceeded further to take Peter also. Then were the days of unleavened bread. You know, it pleased the Jews that James was killed. Now, what a sick thing. You're sick. You know, they're tired of hearing about Jesus. You know, this world's still like that today. They don't want to hear about Him. Still need some people that are going to be bold and stand up for Him. Talk about Him. Men and women. Tired of people, these Jews, they're tired of people following after Jesus. They might know the truth. And these Jews, they were blinded. That's what the Bible says. Just like many of these people out here today, and they still are, just like a lot of other people out there today. But Herod, Herod saw it please the Jews. So he took Peter. And you know what Peter's thinking? You know what Peter's expecting now that he's in prison? You know what he's expecting? Death. Heard it over there. Yep. He's, Man, I'm going to die now. Now I guess it's my turn. Now I'm going to die. And Herod's just horrible. You look at it, Acts number, or not Acts, but uh, look at Luke 23 real quick. 
Luke chapter 23 just gives you a brief little description on how Herod is. Luke chapter 23. And in verse number 6, it says, When Pilate heard of, Gal- heard of Galilee, he asked whether the man were a Galilean. And as soon as he knew, he's talking about Jesus here. Jesus is already captured. He's going before Pilate and Galilee, or uh, Pilate and uh, Herod. And verse number 7, And as soon as he knew that he belonged unto Herod's jurisdiction, he sent him unto Herod, who himself also was at Jerusalem at, the same, at that time. And when Herod saw Jesus, he was exceedingly glad, for he was desirous to see him of a long season, because he had heard many things of him. And he hoped to see some miracle done by him. You know, he's just telling Jesus, hey, you know what, just do a trick. Just do a trick. You know, bring someone back from the dead. Come on, let me see a trick, Jesus. Why don't you, uh, why don't you turn the water into wine so one of my, me and my, my soldiers here can get drunk? That's what he's wanting to see of them. Why don't you, here, let me bring in some of my other guys I got around here. Why don't you cast out some devils? I mean, do a miracle here, Jesus. Verse number nine, and when he questioned with him many words, but he answered him nothing. You know what Herod got? You know what Jesus? Herod got from Jesus? Nothing. Nothing. That's what he got from Jesus. Answered him nothing. And the chief priests and the scribes stood and vehemently accused him. And Herod with his men of war and sought him not. You know what? Herod's still entertaining those Jews. Oh yeah, you guys are mocking him. Yeah, I'm going to get on this too because he knows it pleases him. And people are like that. Herod was like that. And this... Herod with his men of war sought him at naught and mocked him and arrayed him in a gorgeous robe and sent him again to Pilate. Herod's entertaining him. I gotta mention this verse though, verse number 12. It says, In the same day Pilate and Herod were made friends together for before they were at enmity between themselves. You know, you might go out there in this, in this country and think, you know what, we gotta vote for Trump. Okay, Trump's Pilate. No, we gotta vote for Biden. Well, you know, Biden, he's Herod. Okay? One doesn't know the truth if it's standing in front of his face and the other one's just gonna mock the Lord. And the only way they're ever gonna get back together, <laughs> read it, is if they got Jesus in connection with them. That's it. So no, there ain't, the solution ain't Trump. The solution ain't Biden. The solution is Jesus. That's what, I get the most out of that verse, amen. It has nothing to do with this sermon. <laughs> Acts, cha- Acts chapter 12 again. A little more on him. He's, and Herod says, Now as soon as it was there, there was no small stir among the soldiers. That was become a Peter, and was Herod had sought for him and found him not. He examined the keepers and commanded that they should be put to death. You know what? So he just kills his own, kills his own guys. Now that he can't please the Jews anymore. So, oh man, you guys took the guys gonna kill? Well, I guess you guys are dead now too. I guess he didn't believe in that miracle. They said, I don't know where he went. It's a miracle. He's gone. <laughs> I guess he didn't believe in Jesus that he just took him out. I don't know where he went. 
Verse number 20, 23, it says, And Herod was mightily displeased with them at Tyre and Sidon, but they came with one accord to him, and having made Blastus the king's chamberlain, their friend desired peace, because their country was nourished by the king's country. And upon a set day, Herod arrayed in royal apparel and sat upon his throne and made no oration unto them. And the people gave a shout, saying, It is the voice of God and not of man. And immediately the angel of the Lord smote him because he gave not God to glory and he was eaten of worms and gave up the ghost. You know what? You can expect to see people of power glorify themselves. You can expect it. You can expect to see it in all sports. I mean, it, it never amazes me. Some guy that gets paid millions of dollars catches a football in a touchdown area and then he's like, yeah, I'm like, they paid you a million dollars to do that. You better not miss, you know, you better catch it. I mean, that was your job. You should get fined when you miss it. I mean, you know what I mean? Oh, did you see me catch that ball? It's like, you were supposed to. I mean, anyhow, I, you were expected to catch that ball. Amen. Verse number four. And when he had apprehended him, he put him in prison and delivered him to the four quaternion. Man, I have a hard time saying that word of soldiers to keep him intending to after Easter to bring him forth to the people. You know what I like? I say that a lot. You don't see Peter denying the Lord here. No. He grew. Just like old Amy was saying, you know, in the season. And he ain't denying the Lord now. He's a little bit more bold, a little more committed to the Lord now. So committed that even when he's in prison, verse number six says he was sleeping. <laughs> you know what? This don't bother me. Although I'm, I'm just gonna, I'm just gonna go to sleep with these guys. <laughs> I'm just like, what? That's what it says. It said he was sleeping. And that's some confidence right there. You know, he's just making sure he can't get away. Oh, Herod. All these guys. And all these soldiers, 16 of them. Well, he's sleeping. Now, I don't know what's going to happen, but the Lord's going to do something. Verse number 5, Peter therefore was kept in prison... But prayer, but prayer was made without ceasing of the church unto God for him. You know what? You ought to be able to expect some people praying in the church for you. People in the church house praying for him. Your pastor needs prayer. People in this church need prayer. We underestimate the power of prayer. But prayer was made without ceasing. Now imagine they just probably started over here, Brother Dennis, and then they went, Sister Lisa, and they just kept going. And I mean, everybody was praying. It wasn't just a men's prayer get together. It wasn't just a ladies' prayer get together. It was everybody going to get together and start praying for Peter. We don't want to see what happened to him, what happened to James. We don't want it to be like what happened to Stephen. We don't know how you're going to do it, Lord, but, but Lord, you're going to have to do it. 
People just gather around crying unto God. And that's how it ought to be. Just praying for a long time. Praying without ceasing. That's a long time. You know, they love Peter. They didn't want to see him die. Like Stephen and James. They wanted to see him again. They wanted to talk to him. They wanted to learn about God from him. They wanted to listen to him tell stories about God and how he walked with Jesus. Man, I remember we was praying for Brother Lutrick. Man, I love being around Brother Gary Lutrick. I mean, just listening to Brother Gary Lutrick tell stories about God, you, you're just like, tell another one. You know what I mean? You just do. You are. I love being around it. Then you find out he got there. He had COVID, ended up in one of those COVID comas. I think that's what you call it. I don't know what you call it. That's what I call it. He ended up in a COVID coma. And he's in the hospital for, I don't know how long, a couple weeks. And you know what? Churches all over this nation was praying for Brother Gary Lutrick. You know what Gary Lutrick's doing today? He's still preaching. He's still teaching. He's still evangelizing all over the place. Because the prayer of the church went out and was praying for him without ceasing all over. And God says, you know what? I'm going to help him. I'm going to pull him out of that. And he don't get excited as he used to. He's kind of toned down a little bit, but I think he is in his mid-70s. But man, I love old brother Gary. And I love just hearing him talk about the Lord. Just brag on the Lord. And we went up there to Brother Kevin's and and I just wanted, he bought this. He woke up Kevin. This was after he came out of his coma. He's up there, Brother Kevin's, and uh, he bought a truck. He woke up Kevin at like 1230 <laughs> on like a Saturday Saturday morning in the a.m., 1230 a.m. Hey, man, I seen this truck. We got to go get it. This guy just advertised it. <laughs> Kevin's like, what? Waking up? <laughs> oh, yeah. And my brother-in-law's not at all like this. <laughs> not at all. So that's right. I mean, he's just, he's not up for any of this kind of stuff. And brother Gary's like, come on, we got I mean, if you hear the stories of these guys, like I said, I don't have time. I got to keep going. But I mean, we get up there and he bought this truck and Kevin's telling me about this story. And, uh, he's like, my brother Mike, I'm, I think I'm going to sell this truck. And I, and I, I tried to convince him. And it was me and my own will. I said, brother Gary, let's, let's say you should go to Portland sell. You probably make two grand on it right now. You know why I did? I said that because I wanted to just ride down 84 with him and hear all the stories you want to talk about God. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. He's like, man, we we'll go sell it. Let's go to Portland sell it. I said, I'll go with you. You know what I mean? Because I just wanted, to, I just want to hear him tell stories about God. You know what I mean? And I love that. Being around that. Just praying for him. Good to be around him. I remember we prayed for Brother Dennis. I remember we prayed for Brother Dennis. Brother Dennis came up and said, the doctor said my, I'm sorry, Brother Dennis, the doctor said my brain's splitting in two. And I'm like, what? That's what you said. I didn't know how to pray for that. Lord, can you put his brain back together? I mean, <laughs> that's, I mean, I'm, I mean, I'm saying, I'm saying that with love, brother. I really do. But you know where brother Dennis is right now? <laughs> you know what? Brother Dennis has been praying for all of us now. I don't think there's anybody in this church house who prays for more for us than brother Dennis. And I say that with love and respectfully. And if you get convicted about it, amen, maybe you need to pray more. And then 
Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. I'm just talking about praying. I'm just talking about the Lord doing miracle. Verse number 6 and 7 says, And when Herod would have brought him forth the same night, Peter was sleeping between two soldiers bound with chains, and the keepers before the door kept the prison. And behold, the angel of the Lord came upon him, and a light shined in a prison, and he smote Peter on the side and raised him up, saying, Arise up quickly, and his chains fell off from his hands. You know, Herod made up his mind. He says, You know what? I'm going to kill Peter tomorrow. You know what? But God had a different plan. You know, God sent somebody just in the nick of time. That same night. That's what it says in verse number 6. And that same night, Peter was sleeping. And Herod would have brought him forth the same night. That same night. God come through in just the nick of time. I was up at Par Lumber here just the other day and I, I don't know why I've never asked Par Lumber, but she, I said, well, how's business here? She goes, this is the slowest it's ever been since 08. Just word of the wise, I don't know if you're in the construction field, but 08 was bad. I remember, so I was, many of you know, known me for a while. I mean, before I was a foreman for David Schuler Masonry, and uh, I mean, I had a company truck, gas cart, all this, had all this stuff. I was high on the hog, so to speak, you know what I mean? Then David Schuler died, and then that company went under. And 08. And then the recession hit, and then I didn't have a job. That's simple. And I didn't have any money. I didn't have anything. I didn't have enough money to pay my rent. And I was coming to church, and remember what we said about Sunday school? You need to listen. And it was Brother Dan said, I, he said, I was telling him, man, I'm going through all this, and I went through all these apps, the monster app, this and that, and this and that, and blah, 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 this and that, and, and I'm doing the best I can. Doing everything I can, I just need to get a job. Dan goes, You ever look on gigs? I'm on gigs. Because yeah, it's at the bottom of the Craigslist thing. I'm gigs. I never heard of old gigs. Look on gigs. Long story short, I get all the way through that. Look on gigs, there's a job. Masonry job. All the way at the beach. Go down there, made enough money to pay my rent. And while I was there, I was so panicked and distressed about just making enough money to get the money back so I could pay my rent. I didn't even notice there was four other columns that needed to get done for the guy's house. That's how distressed I was. And the guy says, hey, you think you could do these other four columns, come back and do these other four columns? I didn't even notice them. And he, I go, yeah, yeah, you bet I can. <laughs> you bet I can. Yes, I can. And then he goes, well, when can you do that? And I says, and I, I called another couple guys and I called and I said, I'll have it done tomorrow. He goes, I'm having a party this week. When we get done, I said, I'll be done tomorrow. And this guy, he's, I mean, it was, it was one of those real awkward things. I mean, he's all sweating. He just, he just walks up to me and gives me a hug. <laughs> and I'm like, <laughs> you know what I mean? But I was thankful. I said, he, he came, Lord came through right in the nick of time. And I had enough money. I made enough money to pay my rent for a couple more months. And after that, it was progressively got better. But there was that time where trust in the Lord with all thine heart, lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways, acknowledge Him, and He'll direct thy paths. I mean, I needed it. The Lord came through right in the nick of time. Verses number 8 through 10. I'd like to say this. There's an expectation in listening and obeying the things of God. I'm going to say that one more time. 
There's an expectation in listening and obeying the things of God. Before we read this. And the angel said unto him, Gird thyself and bind on thy sandals. And so he did. And he said unto him, Cast thy garment about thee and follow me. And he went out and followed him and wist not that it was true, which was done by the angel, but thought he saw a vision. When they were past, and when they were past the first and second ward, they came unto the iron gate that leadeth unto the city, which opened to them of his own accord. And they went out and passed on through one street, and forthwith the angel departed from him. You know, there's an expectation in listening and obeying the things of God. And in verse number seven, it says, Arise up quickly. And you know what happens? The chains fell off. Gird thyself, verse number eight. Bind on thy sandals. Cast thy garment and follow me. You know what he did? Verse number nine, he obeyed and listened. Wist not that it was true. Now, that's just the power of God right there. I mean, that's the way I imagine it. He's going through there and, you know, rise up quickly. I mean, he was sleeping. I'm tired. No, no, get up. Rise up quickly. Put all your stuff on. We got to go. And there he is. (laughs) Pass the first ward. Pass the second ward. And it just feels like he's in a haze. He's in the cloud, so to speak, as in, like the cloud went before Moses. There's the power of God right there with him. He goes past that first ward, the second ward. The iron gate opens. Passed on through one street. And the angel departed. You know what, what happens, Peter? Don't listen to verse number seven. Arising quickly. What happens? I'm tired. I don't want... Who are you? God's preparing him and he has no idea what he's about to happen. None. What happens? He doesn't listen and obey. You watch those people that don't listen and don't obey. Especially God or those things of God. And watch those that do. I ain't saying judge them. I'm just saying watch and learn for yourself. It's just observing. Verse number 11. And when Peter was come nigh to himself, he said, Now I know that I was surety that the Lord has sent his angel and hath delivered me out of the hand of Herod and from all the expectation the people of the Jews. You know, I'm not sure you've ever been to jail. But getting out of jail is a pretty good feeling. Not that I would ever suggest going to jail so you can experience that feeling. I'm just saying when you're getting out of jail, it's a pretty good feeling. God sent His angel here to break him out, to deliver him from all the expectation of Herod. You know what? Peter ain't going to die. Of the Jews... Jews can't touch him anymore. You know, I bet them Jews didn't expect that. 
I bet Herod didn't expect that. I bet Peter didn't expect it either. You know, I think of Mary Magdalene. Mary Magdalene's going to the grave. She's got the spices she had prepared the night before. And she's going to the, going to the tombstone to go see the Lord. And she's got all these spices and he ain't there. I got all these spices I was going to give him to make his, to make the body smell good. Well, his body's gone. Well, this isn't what I expected. You know? So then she goes over there, you know, and you all know the story. She's sad and then, you know, I didn't expect that. I didn't expect to see the angel. I didn't expect to hear the gardener. And all of a sudden the Lord showed up. And she goes, oh, she knew then. Mary, Mary, that's second time around. I guarantee it wasn't what she expected. Verse number 12, And when he had considered the thing, he came to the house of Mary, the mother of John, whose surname was Mark, where many were gathered together praying. You know, I expect Peter ran to the house of Mary. You know, you get from released from prison. If you just get released from prison, you know, you can just walk out. But if you get broken out of prison, <laughs> it ain't doctrine, but I bet you're going to run. <laughs> you know? He just took off and he's gone. I mean, the angel did tell him, bind on your sandals. Amen. Obey. Lord don't know what you, what, what's in store for you. He thought he's in a little vision. You know what I mean? And all of a sudden he's got his sandals on. He's, he's, he's girded up. He's everything's tight and he's got his thing about him like this. And all of a sudden he's out there past the first street and I'm a free man. That's right. <laughs> I, I'm just, I bet everything that that's how it happened. But you know what? Many were gathered together praying. Man, you can expect God to be pleased with that. Things get done when people are praying. I said things get done when people are praying. This story is evidence of that. Like how Pastor Farley, they, Pastor Farley, I heard him in an illustration long ago. He said, uh, one of the church members comes up to him and says, how come we don't ever have a business meeting? And they got prayer meeting every Saturday at 6.30 at the church. And he goes, we do have a business meeting. It's at every Saturday at 6.30 at the church. And he goes, <laughs> and he says, and you ain't ever there. <laughs> you know. He says, the whole church gets together. And those people, he says, we pray about what the Lord wants. We pray for the people. We're praying for the missionaries. We're praying for the church. We're doing business with God then. You want a business meeting? Show up to the prayer meeting. The whole church was praying. But some people won't do it. I love old Pastor Farley. He just tells it how it is. Doing business with God. Praying about the church and the people. Worshiping the Lord. Telling Him how good He is. Thanking Him for your salvation. Asking Him to help you. 
Psalm 62, 5 says, My soul wait thou only upon God, for my expectation is from Him. Are you expecting from Him today? Verses 13 and 14. And as Peter knocked at the door of the gate, a damsel came to hearken named Rada. And when she knew Peter's voice, she opened not the gate for gladness, but ran in and told how Peter stood before the gate. You know, I doubt Peter or Rod even expected what was going to happen. Peter's knocking on the door and trying to be quiet. It's a good good thing they weren't sleeping. I'll, I'll move on from that point, but it's a good thing they weren't sleeping. They was praying. Lord said that. Watch and pray. Lest you enter in temptation. They were found sleeping. Rada wouldn't answer because she's excited. You know, it's funny, her reaction. I love that reaction. I've been there. You just can't believe it. Did did, did the Lord just answer our prayer? No way! You're just... (laughs) Let me in! (laughs) Let me in! Told everyone... You know what? It wasn't what they expected. Peter's here. Remember one time in Uncle Jim. We had uh, my wife's grandma passed away. And uh, you know, when, when somebody passes away, very rarely do you ever hear that everything was peace and comfort and everything. Amen. We all know that. So, I mean, there was a lot of contention in the air. Somebody said Jim got saved here a while back and I wanted to talk to him about it and his brother was, his brother, they, they're all caught up in this. They think we're, they think they're Jews and I mean, it was just weird. You know what I mean? And, uh, at the funeral, they're wanting to blow this horn and it was just awkward. And I wanted to go talk to him and it, granted it was his brother that was there and, and, and my wife just bless her heart. She goes, don't go there. She goes, you're going to go get in a fight. You'll end up getting in a fight with that guy. And she's right. My wife knows me. So I, I believed her. <laughs> and so I did. I hearkened, I hearkened to the voice of my wife. And I didn't go. But I mean, telling you, the Lord put something on my heart that I couldn't shake for him. So I called up pastor and I, I mean, I was like, well, I'm going to get pastor's approval then. <laughs> I called up pastor and you know what we did? We prayed. Prayed for Jim and you know what I mean? I'm sad and burned about this thing because I want to talk to him about how he got saved and this and that. And I mean, it's a, I don't, I got, I'm on a time crunch here. So we went out, we go, we go to town, me and my wife. This was after we prayed and after to tell Jim and all I want to do is see Jim so I can talk to him, talk about what happened, to give him some comfort, to give him some peace, to talk to him about the Lord, just to, to share some things with him. I go to town and I come back and go to my house and I'm driving down the road and I'm like, who's in our house? You know who's at our house? Jim. Wasn't what I expected. But the Lord says, you know what? I'll honor that. There you go. Now you don't have to get in a fight. Now it can all be done with peace. Now we all can be done with that. And it was great. My wife's one. 
Bless her heart, she didn't say amen. (laughs) You know what? I didn't expect that. Verse number 15, And they said unto her, Thou art mad. And she constantly affirmed that it was even so when they said it is an angel. You know what? You can expect disbelief. Amen. Even when you're praying. I ain't going to lie. Brother Dennis, Brother Dennis says, my brain's splitting. I didn't even know how to pray for that. I'm just like, Lord, just fix his brain. How are you going to do it? I don't know, but you can do it. <laughs> Am I making sense? Sometimes we pray we just, Lord, I, because we don't understand how he can do it. Because he's God and we're just little people. But he's a great God and he can fix that stuff. And he did fix that stuff. I just want to pray with more belief. And if the other don't disbelieve, you know what? Oh well. His ways are not our ways. But you know what? I just want to trust in the Lord with all my heart. Lean not into my own understanding. You know, sometimes when you're praying, it just don't make sense. And the way the Lord does stuff, it ain't going to make sense. Expect it. But I like verses 16 and 17. But Peter continued knocking, and when they had opened the door and saw him, they were astonished. But he beckoning unto them that the hand to hold their peace and declared unto them how the Lord had brought him out of prison. And he said, Go show these things unto James and brethren. And he departed and went into another place. You know what? You can expect to be astonished. Amen. You'd be astonished at what you see God do. They got to see prayer answered for Peter. And we were just praying for you. And Peter got out of prison. Peter got to see God bust him out of prison. Now you'd be astonished at what you're going to see when you're living for God. Amen. People getting saved. I remember, I remember Jack's trusting himself, trusting the Lord as a Savior. And that astonished me. I didn't even know I was always all struggling for stuff to preach. I ended up going back to David and Goliath. I thought, oh man, we always teach these to kids. And I backed up in there a little bit. And I heard from Emma, she, he, he actually said, are you telling, are you telling him about me? <laughs> like, you know what I mean? That's how it gets though. We, no. Lord just says, I want you to talk about this little passage over here so it can prick this guy's heart so he might get saved later. Yeah. Not that day, not the next week, not the next week, not the next week, but he might get saved right here on this week. Mm-hmm. It's not what I expected. But praise the Lord, it happened. Yeah. I think of Danny. He had been around for a little bit. I witnessed to Danny for years before he finally got saved. Then one day I'm downstairs and Samuel, my nephew, is doing a lesson for me. And I never bring my phone into the church. I hate bringing my phone into the church. But for some reason, I brought my had my phone on me that day. And all of a sudden it's all I'm like, whoa, 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 my phone's on in church. I look down, it's Danny. Danny goes, I want to get baptized. I'm like, what? I want to get baptized? You ain't even saved yet. You know what I mean? You know the rest of the story. Me and 
Brother Gabe led him to the Lord, and man, he got saved. Faithful in church there for two years, and, and you know everybody got the COVID coma, but he's still doing good. Didn't expect that that one day. I mean, I didn't expect to get a gas track at a gas station. I certainly didn't expect to be up here talking about prayer and how good God is to me today. But God is worthy. Amen. You know, people come up. They're playing the piano. Time for an invitation. Brother Mike. No, he's delivered us a lot. He's delivered every single one of us. I mean, you ain't saved today. Today's a good day to get saved. I mean, maybe you ain't been praying like you should. It's a good day just to lift up some people in prayer. Maybe get right with the Lord. If that's your deal. He'll do a mighty work. Amen. Let's pray. Father, I thank you for this day. Lord, I pray, Lord, you just move in this time of invitation. Lord, I pray today if there's somebody who's not saved, Lord, that they just, uh, Lord, reach out to me. Lord, or somebody here, Lord, say, what must I do to be saved? Lord, I pray with all my heart, Lord, that there'd be somebody today, Lord, to just trust on Thee. Or even maybe rededicate themselves, Lord, and we just seek You all the much more. Lord, help us today, I pray in Jesus' name. Amen.